gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Welcome to this episode of the Midweek Squeeze. I'm going to be doing a bit of a new thing with the Midweek Squeeze. I get so many DMs each week, um, which I absolutely love. I love speaking to people and I love answering questions and I love helping people. Um, And yeah, I get so many DMs each week about a range of different topics, whether that's co-parenting or single mum life or... Uh, motherhood or health or well-being or mental health or even just dating and relationship advice. You know, I get asked a whole lot of different questions. So I thought it would be a good idea to, um, with at the start of each midweek squeeze, answer a question that I get sent. Um, so for this week, I'm going to be answering a question I got from a follower called Marissa who says, how did you deal with the heartbreak? My fiance left five weeks ago and our son is only eight months old. And God, that just, oh, that hits me in the feels because in the heart, because I, my son was eight months old when um, my ex and I separated and it just instantly takes me back to that feeling and how that felt. So, oh, Sorry. So just firstly, my heart and my heart and all my love goes out to you because, yeah, this early period, this five five weeks in is still very, very fresh and very, very early. Um, so I can imagine how how everywhere your head feels right now and how upset you must be feeling and how you're probably experiencing every kind of emotion you can possibly be feeling all the while still being a mum, which is just the hardest thing that I have ever done and probably will ever do. And I saw this incredible quote and it said, the hardest role I have ever had to play was playing the role of a mum while my heart was breaking. And that just made me cry when I first read that because that is exactly what I was doing. And it sounds like we are in very similar situations. So how I dealt with the heartbreak? Well, this just sounds cliche, but I just had to take it one step at a time. I just had to, if some days were just too hard to get out of bed or some days were just too painful or some days I just needed to cry all day, that is exactly what I did. I didn't compare my journey early on to other people who may have been ahead of me in their heartbreak journey. I instead stayed in my own lane and I took it very, very, very slow and I was very, very gentle on myself. So that is my advice for you right now. If you're, you are five weeks in, everything is still crumbling around you. You are still trying to make sense of the wreckage that feels like that, that your life feels like, um, But I'm here to tell you it's not wreckage and you will start piecing it together and it will start making sense and there will be a new normal and there will be a new rhythm. It's just right now you're caught up 
I assume you're probably caught up in that in that chaos and trying to work out what the hell just happened and trying to be a mum to a very little child as well, a very little boy as well. Um, so while everything feels so unstable, the best thing you can do is be as stable as you can possibly be for yourself. But just as much for your son as well because he's eight months old he needs a mum that's you know reliable and there and loves him and that's all you have to focus on right now I just made sure very early on that my attention and energy went to my son Ollie in to loving and caring for him and being the best mum I could possibly be for him and that honestly, the, my love for him and his need to still be fed and have his nappy changed and be dressed um, and be put to bed and have baths is what kept me sane in those early days. And I don't know how I would have done it without him needing me like he did. So just try and keep that air of stability by keeping to his routines. Be really, really gentle on yourself and take it one step at a time. And if you need a break, if you need help, please, please, please seek external help. Like if that's in the form of a parent or a friend, use that. Don't think that you can do it all because your mind would, is, if it was anything like mine, is scattered. So you need to anchor yourself to someone that will be really grounding and help you, I guess, navigate through this choppy storm. And it will get better. I promise. I'm exact. I have been exactly where you are right now and it does get better and you do get stronger and you do one day realize that you are happier and wiser and stronger than you ever would have been if you hadn't gone through this. So you just have to keep putting one foot forward in front of the other be gentle on yourself and know and trust and believe that it will get better because I think I'm living proof that it does and so many other women like me are living proof that it does so you won't be what how you're feeling and where you are right now forever even though it probably feels like that so sending you lots and lots of love and please keep me updated with um, how you're going I'm always here for advice if you want to pick my brain or just just chat to someone that you know understands what you're going through which is was really important for me early on I just wanted to feel like I wasn't alone and I wanted to feel like someone got it so sending you so much love oh and do remember as well I do want to include this that please 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 when the world tries to shake you like this do remember that you're beautiful and loved and special and you deserve the entire world even though your heart might feel like it's crumbling right now, it you know you will have the whole world because that's what you deserve. And you know what the best thing is? You've got this little boy, this little being who just thinks you're the most amazing thing in the entire world. You are his entire world and he loves you so, so, so much. And that is the most special, incredible gift. So I also try to very on look for all the, the gifts and look at all the silver linings that were in my situation and the biggest one of them all was just having my little man who was the absolute love of my life and that made every bit of pain all worth it so try and look at it that way try and flip your thinking try and um, see how lucky you are to have him even though everything else feels like it's really scary right now so thank you so very much for writing in Um, if anyone else has any questions I'll pick one each week to answer so do just send me a dm um, and i'll pick one each week 
the whole point of these weekly catch-ups is to try and add value to your life. These are the things that I've tried and tested um, that have worked for me and have helped me out of a really dark place. And I guess I just feel um, it's only fair to kind of pass that on to someone out there that might be feeling like I did once upon a time. Um, So with that being said, I wanted this week to discuss why a morning routine will change your life. Um, Very low... where was it? Last year, in April last year, and I have spoken about this before, I had a, I had a, what I could say is a breakdown. I was in a very dark place. Uh, you know, I was very, I was quite unwell mentally. And I then had to kind of rebuild again. And part of that process of rebuilding was setting up and establishing a morning routine Um, because what I started realizing is that I was waking up each morning and I was either so anxious I was racing out of bed and couldn't then focus on anything the rest of the day but also felt sick but also felt exhausted and also felt irritable and snappy and all the lovely things that come with being anxious or I was so down and so depressed that I struggled to get out of bed or I just wanted to stay So I just wanted to, that's where I wanted to stay. And I would count down the seconds and hours and minutes until I could get back to bed again that night, which is absolutely no way to live and not the kind of mum I ever wanted to be. Um, Not the, not for my son, because um, yeah, that's just, that's just, that doesn't, that's, that's not, not how I see my life. And that's not how I see how I want my son reflecting on life with his mum, which is me, obviously. Um, so I knew I had to do something to ra- to rectify that because what was happening was the day was just owning me and I knew that I had to own the day. I needed to flip this around and I knew I needed to do something. So I started with baby steps and I refined my morning routine Over the course of a few months, and it is actually constantly evolving as my needs change. You know, I can add things in, I can take things out that no longer resonate. Um, And it's something that's really achievable and works for me. Morning routines are so individual and specific. What's going to work for me is not necessarily what's going to work for you. So, you know, you might like some of the things I'm doing or you some of them might not resonate with you. So it's all about kind of fine tuning it until you find something that feels really good for you and allows you to start your day off on the right foot. My ritual keeps me really grounded and accountable and it also keeps me really calm and it empowers me to live the life that I want to live and be the mum that I want to be. So when you're looking at your morning routine and trying to devise something that works for you, keep it at the forefront of your mind not to just create this impossible list of tasks that you feel that you have to tick off. And if you don't tick them off, it means you're a failure because that is just completely going against what the whole purpose of a morning routine is. So you've got to do something that's really achievable for you and your lifetime, your lifestyle, not lifetime, I guess your lifetime, um, and something that is going to be workable. You know, I think if you've got young kids and you say you're a single mum, 
It's going to be pretty hard to go to yoga class each morning unless you, I don't know, have someone that might be able to come and help at 6 a.m. every morning. I know I don't. So um, maybe it'll be that instead you will practice yoga yourself with a YouTube clip upstairs before the kids are awake. You know, and that's the kind of balance I mean. But if you don't have children, perhaps that is something that is more achievable for you. Um, yeah, so as I said, it's not about doing a million things, but it is about doing each practice with intention and it has to mean something for you. It really needs to be achievable and it has to make you feel like you're being productive and empowered and like you are servicing every part of yourself. You're servicing your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health and your spiritual health as well. And this isn't absolutely not something I've come up with. Um, You know, so many people, really successful people have morning routines and that to them is the deal breaker between having a really productive day or their day kind of owning them. So the research does say that how you start your day sets it up for what it's likely going to be for the rest of it. It sets the tone for the rest of the day and it helps us feel more confident and productive and resilient. And that in turn then has a ripple effect to our relationships, helping us feel more connected and positive. The research also says that it's really important to uh, set a really reasonable time to wake up. I am not a morning person. I know there's a lot of people out there who start their days at like 4, 4.30, which makes me feel sick in my stomach, but they start at that time to get on top of it and to do things before the kid wake the kid, their kids wake up or just because that's what feels good for them, but that does not feel good for me. So that is not something you'll see me doing anytime soon, but if that works for you, awesome. So um, set, set that reasonable time to wake up and make sure you're leaving enough time to complete the routine. You don't want to be hitting snooze and you don't want to be grabbing your phone and just wasting 45 minutes as soon as you open your eyes scrolling, which I think a lot of us are guilty of. But you also don't want to feel like um, you're rushing through your routine as well, because that is just going to make you feel really stressed, which is defeats the purpose of the entire morning routine. Um, so yeah, you want to want to be making sure you're leaving enough time for it all. Mine takes me about half an hour all up, um, but it's also flexible because sometimes life just gets in the way, and sometimes I just don't have half an hour in the morning. Um, despite my best efforts, so that you know, and there's no point beating myself up because I. I didn't complete every task on my morning routine. Um, It just means I'll try better again the next day. It's flexible. You have to bounce back. You can't... um you know, you have to go with the flow, I guess, in that sense. So the difference it made in my life, it helped shift my mindset from feeling disempowered to accomplished. And it started to really, really slowly build my confidence in myself one baby step at a time. It also built my self-esteem. It reduced my stress levels. It made me feel more balanced for the rest of my day. And it kept me mindful, intentional, and therefore more peaceful and helped reduce my anxiety levels as well. Just to give you an idea, back last April, I was, yeah, my my self-worth was really low and my confidence in myself was really low as well. So that was something that I had to I had to work on myself. And I really think that this morning routine is largely responsible for helping me piece myself back together. So I'll run you through my routine. Um, And as I said earlier, some of it you may really love and may work for you and other things may not be your vibe and that is totally okay. You just got to 
follow your, you know, listen to your gut and fine tune it as you go. So the first thing I always do is I head straight upstairs and I boil the kettle and I start with a warm um, lemon. I squeeze lemon into warm water with some apple cider vinegar. I also brew some dandelion tea. And I also take some of my gut supplements, which is two, which are two separate powders. I work with my nutritionist, Catherine Hay, uh, and what I take in the morning has varied over the last year, depending on my needs. And I was always really intent on working on my gut health because I'm not the best person to be asking about this, but um, there is such a clear scientific connection between your gut health and your mental health. So for me, that was always a no-brainer to make sure that my gut was in working order because I know that will affect my mood and how I'm feeling up in my head. So yeah, if you if you are really keen on working on your gut health, I highly recommend Catherine. She's awesome and I'll put her... Um, her Instagram and the show notes. Even if you just follow her on Instagram, she's such a wealth of knowledge. So right now I'm taking, yes, this gut powder. And then I'm also taking something called Calm X, which is kind of helping calm me down, just as the just as the name suggests, in a really natural way with all the right supplements, um, right herbs and vitamins in it. As you can tell, I'm not a health professional. So anyway, so that's what I do in the morning. Um, That's what I do when I first wake up. And then I will sit outside because I love fresh air and meditate for 15 minutes. And I know the M word. I know meditation can sound really intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. And you don't have to be wearing linen and sipping on chai tea to do it. You know, anyone can do meditation and everyone does do meditation. That's the thing as well. It's not some hippie thing. There are top CEOs doing it and a lot of them swear by their meditation practice for keeping them grounded and present and for their productivity for for how successful they are as well. So um, there is a lot of science to back up being mindful. So try and make it work for you. There are so many meditations on YouTube. Another an app that I really love is called Inside timer and there are so many on there that you can pick from um, ones that help you start your day ones that have affirmations one that ones that focus on self-love ones that just have music or you can try and act or you can actually go and learn to meditate um, Vedic meditation has been really helpful for me which is where you re- repeat a mantra in your head for 15 to 20 minutes well I'm doing 15 but um, you meant to do 20 but this is what kind of what I started on. So, you know, sometimes it is painful. Sometimes I'm sitting through that entire 15 minutes and just praying for it to be over. And my mind is running million. It just, it won't relax and it won't come down. But despite that, I always feel better for just surrendering to that, surrendering to that present moment. So there is merit, even if you feel like it's not doing anything, it is, it is calming you down. It is making you sit still. It is making you surrender to that moment rather than being driven by that ego, which makes us think we have to do a million things and we don't have time to meditate. We do have time um, and surrendering to that has been really helpful with then implementing that level of letting go into other areas of my life as well. Um, But other times it can be so relaxing and it can get me into a state that feels blissful and I can come out of it and just feel a lot more grounded and centered and balanced. Then when I'm in that kind of like, when you come out of meditation, you're kind of in a bit of a woozy state. Um, It's really lovely actually. I then 
recite a list of affirmations that I have written in my phone. They're just ones that I've come up with and you should come up ones that resonate with you. A lot of mine are about were about building me up and building my confidence and worth and love for myself. So a lot of them are saying like, I am strong, I am capable, I'm worthy. And a lot of them are calling in things that I want as well. You know, I accept the past and I'm leaving it behind. I am welcoming a new state of mind and being. I've got around 30. You definitely don't have to have 30. You could even have two if that's what feels good for you. But just write out a list of how you want to feel. What do you want to channel in and what do you want to embody? And that's exactly how I set out. So initially when I'm saying I'm strong, I'm capable, I'm worthy, I'm loved, I'm accepted, all of that just felt like a lie because that's not how I felt last April whatsoever, but I knew that's what how I wanted to feel eventually. So it was almost this sense of faking it till you make it, which can sound inauthentic, but it's not because I knew that's what I wanted to feel and I knew when I got there that um, everything would have started to fall into place a little more and it was going to be really beneficial for my mental health. So even if you were saying initially I am beautiful and I am strong and you were not believing it as you were saying it, I promise you, if you say that every single morning, as I have been, it actually rewires your brain. It rewires that inner monologue that we all have. Well, actually, that research came out recently that shows we all don't have an inner monologue, which blows my mind. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But it rewires that thinking in your mind of a lot of us, you know, go straight away to that negative thought pattern or putting ourselves down because that's what we're used to doing. So we're wanting to rewire that to be more positive and filled with love and nurture ourselves. We, How would we speak to our child? How would we speak to ourselves when we were little? How would we speak to our friends? We wouldn't tell them they're pathetic and stupid and dumb and unworthy. We would tell them if they were going through a hard time that they deserve love and they are special and they are strong and they will get through it. So why don't we do that to ourselves? So that's what I, that's really, really helped me to re- rewire that inner dialogue that was in my head that was so toxic and destructive and was telling me awful, awful things. And then within a few months of just saying that every morning, even when I didn't want to, even when it felt so fake, one day I just woke up and that was how I started to think of myself. It had shifted so gradually until I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't thought I thought, you know, I haven't called myself a name or told myself I am pathetic in a very long time because I don't believe that anymore. And that is so empowering, that shift. So, yeah, so start with what works for you. You can even Google. There are so many affirmations online. There are so many Instagram pages that have awesome ones, but make sure that they feel really good for you. I then, I love my doTERRA oils. Yes, I am a doTERRA girl. I find they're just so beneficial to what I'm going through. And I love the balance one. So if you are prone to feeling anxious or unsettled or you can feel a bit flighty, the balance one is so good to keep you grounded and connected. So um, I rub some of – I sniff that. I smell that one. And I also rub it into the soles of my feet. And that keeps me – makes me feel – grounded and centered. It's really beautiful actually. And then I will journal and I'll just free write for a few pages. The whole point of this is to not think, is to just not think, it's just to do. 
It's just to write and you don't worry about grammar or punctuation or sentence structure. Mine, you can't even read because the writing is so, the handwriting is so poor, but that's not the purpose of it at all. It is just to get out what is going on in your brain down onto the page and you'll be surprised at the insight that comes out that you didn't even know was buried down in your subconscious. You didn't even know was a factor, but, um, you know, is pouring out onto the page in front of you. It's not a masterpiece. It is just your inner thoughts that perhaps you don't have that awareness that isn't, doesn't, hasn't been brought to that awareness in the forefront of your mind yet. This kind of helps it bring it out, brings that out and it helps you work through that as well. Even if you've only got time to do one page or even if you want to use your journaling to set out your intention for the day, you know, this is how I want to feel today. This is what I want to achieve. This is what um, I want my day to look like. Anything like that can be really helpful. And then sometimes before you even know it, you've written like, 10 pages and you think, oh my goodness, look at all this insight um, that I, I didn't even know was there. So that's a really powerful tool as well. And then the next thing I always try and do, and which isn't always possible, especially with a with a three-year-old son, is I try and exercise um, in any way. Because I think once upon a time when I was in my early 20s and I was younger and I, for some reason, used to think I was fat when I absolutely wasn't, I would exercise because I wanted to look like the girls that I wanted to be like, which is so ridiculous. But anyway, girl problems. Um, so I would go into exercise just wanting abs or just wanting to be skinny. But now that is so not why I exercise anymore. I exercise because it feels so good for my mental health. I exercise going into it saying I can't wait to feel how – to notice how good I feel after this. I don't even think about my physical body. That's just an awesome side effect when you feel stronger or you feel fitter. It's more just going into it to just shift whatever is in my brain is fogging it up or all that inner chatter. Um, it helps just shift that with that with that endorphin rush, with the sweat that you've got going on, with going up a weight that can make you feel so weight the dumbbell weight that can make you feel so much stronger and more accomplished. Um, that's why I go into it now. My intention is to go into it for my mental health rather than to be skinny. It, you know, and that can be hard to do if you do have kids, as I said, but that's why you've got to do something that's achievable. So for you, it might be home workouts before the kids wake up and there are so many uh, exercises on there's so many exercises you can just google all those all the all there is all those apps that you can download as well that have daily um circuits or you can also do some a gentle stretch or a yoga routine or just anything that is going to feel good for you maybe that's going for a walk or a run or maybe it's waiting until the kids are at school or at kinder or daycare and maybe that is when you can go to a class or You've just got to make it work for your routine. And um, if you are choosing to go for a walk or a run, that fresh air can just be the best way to start your day as well. And then it's breakfast time, which is always for me something that's really, really nourishing and simple. I really love smoothies in the morning. That's just what my body really loves. Anything that's a bit heavier than that can make me feel a bit sluggish. But then I know other people that thrive off eating a, a bigger, heavier breakfast meal. That's what works for their body. So just do what works for you. 
And for me, that is that are smoothies. That is smoothies, and I make all different kinds of flavors each morning. Um, and I find when I set up my day with a healthy breakfast, that rent then sets the tone for the rest of the day as well. When it comes to my food choices too, and it's also a good way, you know, if you know you're going out for dinner that night or you've got something on, you know that you've at least got some one really nourishing good meal into you if you focus on your breakfast. So that is the morning routine. The whole point is to do something that makes you feel good and is achievable for your lifestyle. So it might feel daunting if right now your routine is to roll out of bed, skip breakfast and rush to work because you've hit the snooze button one too many times, Um, perhaps skip breakfast or just grab something greasy on the way changing it up like this can feel a little bit scary. So maybe just do one little baby step at a time. Maybe it'll just be that you're going to get up and have breakfast before you go this morning. And then, you know, after a week, then you might introduce exercise as well as breakfast. And then you might introduce something more mindful. Just really go at your own pace. So create a routine that reflects you and your goals and how you want to feel about yourself. And do know that it is okay if you skip it every now and then because life does get in the way. We are all human and we don't want to punish ourselves because as I've said, that just completely defeats the purpose of why we're doing it in the first place. I should note that I do feel a huge difference if I don't prioritize my morning routine for a couple of days. I I notice in myself that my anxiety creeps back and I become much more stressed and overwhelmed with what I'm doing. Um, So I'll just know that I've let my practice, I guess, go a bit wayward and I have to claw that back. So just focus and have your intention on being the very best version of you. And I assure you that routine will then flow so effortlessly. It'll become as integral as your morning coffee. So to sum up, you don't have to be perfect. Don't judge yourself. Drop things that no longer work. Try new things out and try and be as consistent as possible. And above all, treat yourself with love and kindness and know that you looking after yourself like this isn't selfish and the ripple effect on your friends and your family and your work life and the kind of, if you're a parent, the kind of mom or dad you are is going to be huge. Looking after ourselves is the very best thing you can do to be of service for everybody else. So please don't ever think that self-care like this is selfish because it absolutely isn't. It is actually a very selfless thing to do. So good luck with it. Let me know how you go. Message me on Instagram at Elizabeth O'Neill if you've got any questions or there's things that are working through for you that you really love and you want to tell me about or you want to ask me any questions about my morning routine. I am always here and I love questions like these. I love this kind of stuff. I love helping me. People feel like the best versions of them. So please do not be shy. Please do reach out. Thank you so much again for listening. If you are enjoying these chats, as always, please hit five stars, click subscribe and leave a review. I would be so appreciative if you did that because that really helps grow the podcast. It helps other people find it. And the whole point of Lemonade is to be helping people who felt like you or me or someone we know did once upon a time um, helping them out of that spot. So hopefully, you know, if it grows, it will reach more of those people. So thank you once again for your support. And I'll be back on Monday with another awesome, awesome interview. This one is actually amazing. I'm so excited to bring you this interview on Monday. I reckon you're really, really, really going to like it. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.